Now, if you are replacing Union Lal Guzman, Ed, the expectation is the guy coming should also meet the expectations you want Lal Guzman to have met. So, in other words, he needed to have won the league, all right, and maybe the DFB Pokal. I won't say the Champions League because obviously they were a good team, but they didn't have a striker in a, they only had money which is not, who is not a striker so you can understand the rationale behind not letting like putting that enormous pressure on them but the point is yeah the point is even the league he won all right it was like i don't know if you saw this report that on the last day of the season they brought the counterfeit trophy to bayern's game what does that tell you it means that it was dortmund's to lose and in typical Dortmund fashion, I mean, you might as well call them Tottenham Dortmund or Tottenham Hotspur. They bottled it. So, the only reason why he has a trophy to his name is because of the bottling performance by Dortmund. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to tonight's Plus 5 podcast. My name is Sunji and I'm your host. And with me here is my co-host Mikus. Hello guys, welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, so today's agenda is very simple and quick. I have a simple question to ask you, Mikus. Bayern Munich just lost 3-2 to VFL Bochum. And this is their seventh loss this season. Yeah. It's took care of it's fraud. <laughs> it's took care of a fraud. It's a very simple, straightforward question because, you know, we had um, a conversation going into this um, uh, this whole Tukel Bayern Munich relationship last season when yeah. they sacked Julian Nagelsmann midway into the season when they still had the Champions League to play, they had the DFB Pokal to play for, they had the Bundesliga to fight for. And we're asking what was the rationale behind that sack? Why did they sack Nagosman? He was an amazing manager, but I think we said something about um he was not really flowing with some of the players in the, in the room, locker yeah. rooms or the the Thomas Mullers, the um Noahs of the locker room. He was not really on good terms with him. And you know, I think the Bayern board saw that okay, Zuker was jobless and that was a very good time to um, get him before other teams um, uh, uh, um, got him. So, but <laughs> I think um, going into eight months now, um, we can see two girls' performance so far, and it just uh, it just calls for questioning, and it just leads me to ask: Is this guy really a fraud? <laughs> uh, man, I think the, the answer is yes. He, he is a fraud. He is a fraud because. Like you said, um, I have to direct this, I will not say outrage at, but let me call it outrage at the Bayern board. Because we had a case where Nyalau Guzman, yeah, he was having a rough spell. And um, it's understandable that you won't change at that point. But this guy only lost 10 games in 84 matches. By contrast, Tuchel has lost 11 in 44. So, yeah. he has lost more games in less matches played. So, again, like you said, last season, we're like, okay, maybe they're bringing to Chelsea because of the Champions League. I mean, he has won it with Chelsea. So, that's something that he can boast of on the yeah. CV. And maybe 
to like balance the dressing room because he has handled heavyweights in PSG. He has handled heavyweights, quote unquote, in Chelsea, um, and youngsters too. So maybe they needed that experience. But but I think that, that that's even cause for questioning because I think that mentality that okay, um, the bias that everybody has towards him that he won the Champions League with Chelsea. Do you know that is what that pedestal is still what is keeping him till uh where he is till today yeah yeah and i think looking at it i really don't want to say it was a fluke but it seems like that's what <laughs> it is because he hasn't he wasn't able to do anything with that team yeah that child was the winning team up until when he was sacked let's not forget he was actually having bad performances let's forget about the whole abramovich true, um, true, true. transition to third but he was actually having a very very bad spell there yeah and he got sacked then now he's moving on here again and this is what we are seeing and let's also forget let's not forget that in psg he also got sacked true as well so yeah make us please sorry for cutting you short yeah, but yeah. let's just continue yeah since yeah, i feel like this episode is basically about which so we can kind of let me know say bring out the skeleton from the cupboard because that's true because wh- what you can see from future is that he has a period whereby he's on fire all right okay so for instance now that champions league I would say they won it fair and square because the thing about the Champions League is that you don't need to be excellent throughout. Look at Man City that won it last year. Coincidentally, the game, the, the finals wasn't their best match. All right, They literally had to rely on that keeper to pull up amazing performances, which is something that yeah. other teams that have won it before has done. So it's not about who plays the best football. It's a tournament um, something. So if you can win your games on aggregates and there's no way match there's no way go so like you everything is on even playing zero and you can beat the opponent on that day you can win it so i won't take that away from him because it will be unfair there are a lot of things to drag him by don't we'll drag him by other things but like you said that that pedestal of winning the champions league has helped his career so far because quite frankly he wasn't good at chelsea apart from that all right the football was boring to watch it was dire it was slow it was frustrating and what helped him was that he had a like soft landing because at that moment um the song songs with um abramovich um yeah that is well documented no need getting to that so the whole excuse was oh there's unsettlement in the dressing room players don't know as like as if the players are waking up thinking oh what is going to happen their contracts were never in doubt. Do you understand? Like the like the yeah. the EPL, sorry to like they were never going to stop Chelsea as a club. Like, do you understand? So that excuse was just there, like as an excuse. But again, it was uncovered as a fraud. Now in Bayern, alright. Last season you came to a job, alright. Now, if you are replacing Union Languzman, eh, the expectation is the guy coming should also meets the expectations you want Nagusman to have met. So, in other words, he needed to have won the league, alright, and maybe the DFB Pokal. I won't say the Champions League because, obviously, they were a good team, but they didn't have a striker in a, they only had money, which is who is not a striker. So, you can understand the rationale behind not letting, like, putting that enormous pressure on them. But the point is, yeah. the point is, even the league he won, alright, it was, like, I don't know if you saw this report that on the last day of the season, they brought the counterfeit trophy to Bayern's game. 
what does that tell you it means that it was Dortmund's to lose and in typical Dortmund fashion I mean you might as well call them Tottenham Dortmund or Tottenham Hotspur they bought with it so the only reason why he has a trophy to his name is because of the bottling performance by Dortmund yeah Dortmund decided, decided to give him exactly they decided to gift him the trophy and so like when you look at this thing it now makes you wonder like why did you get rid of Nagusma and I made this point I was like I made this point on Twitter I was like okay like if you have used this um this um yardstick in sacking now Guzman surely Tuchel has to be out of the job tomorrow but here we are we are having their CEO I think they have uh, is I might as well know to listeners that the management last season has changed I think Oliver Kahn is no more in charge so maybe this new manager but the ideology in Bayern is still the same this kind of performance is not good enough and I think this will just be like my opening statement. Um, as we get deeper into the pod, I will share my other thoughts. But yeah, he's a, I mean, he's a fraud. He's a fraud. It has been a long time coming, but we are going to unmask him today. He's a fraud. <laughs> I, I, I think yeah. I, I totally agree with things you've said uh, right now because, um. Nagelsmann was not a bad manager. Yeah. Like, by even by Bayern's standards, he was not a bad manager. Mm. But I think the board, as at that time, did not really like him, and they had to get rid of him. And now they are bearing the consequence. Even if they've changed management, like you said, they are bearing the consequence. And it is worth noting that um, Bayern Munich and Bochum's head-to-head looking back at like the past four years Bayern has beaten them 7-0 twice wow they've beaten them 3-0 twice only for them to come today to beat them 3-2 <laughs> it's just I like and there's this standard for Bayern Munich fans like you can't Bokum can't be beating you exactly it's, it's like we might do everything wrong in the season but Bokum nah it's not possible like, yeah, when when yeah. you are losing I, to I, such teams, then you know that something is wrong. Exactly, exactly. I you know the the formats in the um, Bundesliga is different from the one from the one in the EPL and the rest. It's 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 a shorter season yeah. because they have thirty four matches to play. So currently, um, if Bayern Leverkusen wins their next 12, ga- 12, 10 games, not even twelve, ten games, they've won the league. Yeah. And that would, I think, I think the straw the that will break the Camels back is if they they get exited from Champions League by Lazio. I think um, Tukia is going to be sacked after that match. But, but yeah. that brings me to the second question I, I think I need to ask to take us to the second phase of this um, podcast. Yeah. Who can replace Tukia? Hmm. I, I, I think that this is now the problem now because. We are we kind of have shortage of elite managers currently available in the market. Yeah. Who can replace Tomas Tuchel? Um, I think uh, first of all we need to like look in mind of Bayern management. What do they want? All right. They want a manager that can win. All right. Um, clubs like Bayern, to be top clubs per se, they don't. There's this mirage of oh long term plan. They, they plan the squad. For long term and they bring in managers that can achieve short-term results part time 
Yeah. You understand? Yeah. And so that's that's why teams like Chelsea had success um during the Abramovich era. Um that's why any top club general Real Madrid had success. So I'm not looking for someone like Dizebi that will come and no no no. We're here for winning. And looking at the markets right now, you have Hansi Flick who has coached Bayern before, all right? Um you have I was a very successful one. Was a successful one but like yeah. The next season there were a lot of things. You have Conte, if I'm not mistaken, all right. Um, who, who can <laughs> I, win? I, I don't think they'll be exploring that. Okay. They are well, at least they don't play this style. <laughs> the same style. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting yeah. to somewhere. We have Frank Lampard. We have Potter. Come you have me. You have me. You have me. You know, I'm a very dynamic manager of football. <laughs> <laughs> but jokes aside, eh, I think there's one name that I think someone hinted out on the on the TL on Twitter. Where Rooney? I mean, I about managers, not not Botley company, which is just Jose Mourinho, all right. And I'm no fan of Mourinho. Like I, I mean, the eyes are not for that. Might need nah, to be uncovered, nah, but nah, nah, nah. but <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think he's a Bayern man. No, so yeah. exactly. Do you like do you get so like what what you said is true because one thing is saying okay, sack a manager. Next thing is oh yeah, who are you bringing in to replace him? And I think what the Bayern management now they are looking at is that okay, there are no available managers right now. In the summer, it's clear cut. You have. Club leaving Liverpool. I mean, you have to just get him. You also you also have Xabi Alonso, who you could get in the summer. So summer they are cool, but right now they are hoping that maybe um, Bayer Leverkusen can break down. Like you said, Bayer Leverkusen at the time of recording, they are 58 points. They have lost zero games, four draw, four um, one 18. So they are hoping it, that yeah. Bayer Leverkusen can like maybe have like a speed bump because it's, it's eight points and Tuchel can be consistent but that's the problem eh? nothing I'm seeing from Bayern right now suggests that that's that's um, like you can see them going on the run you made mention of them losing to Lazio it can happen it can happen because they are not playing good football we had Tuchel crying in the summer that he needed a six he needed a six they were close to getting Polinia the deal broke down okay now winter you came to buy eric dyer what happened like i don't think i don't think i see uh, the, the first sign of or seriousness <laughs> that i've seen from thomas Tuko is sign eric dyer yeah. because i don't think anybody that wants to have a job <laughs> He wants to remain in his job. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just don't see it. I I don't know. No no slander intended for Elder, but I don't just see the talent there. Man, I especially in that elite Bayern squad. Exactly. Like he, yes, he can play um, two positions. He can play in the midfield. He can play in the defense. But you have you are literally ostracizing Matthias Delitz. Maybe Matthias Elite, okay, let me just say maybe he, he has flaws maybe in his defending or his passing. But putting them side by side, come on. Okay, Eridaya is a good addition as um a as squad depth. So like maybe you can understand that rationale behind uh, really? it. Really? He's, he's a squad player. 
He's a squad player. He's a yeah. squad player. But like we can go on and on. But but the point is that this and this is this is the problem. This squad that Bayern has right now this season is better than what Nagelsmann had last season. Mind you, last season Nagelsmann did have a striker. Lewandowski yeah. was ripped up from him. And what was his, um, his response? He was like, okay, we'll have to make the war we have. And they played good football. This season, you have Harry Kane, literally one of the best strikers right now in the world. Yeah. And what are you doing? They are bottling it around. So, it's it's. I, I saw a comment from him today. said, we won't blame the players. In my mind, I'm like, who do you think? Do you think anyone is blaming the players? No. The blame should solely lie <laughs> on Thomas Tuchel because he... He has come. I feel like he has he has done his best, and he doesn't know what to do from here. So yeah, is is I mean it's it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. For me, uh, one thing that um always like gets to me about Thomas Cooper, Tuchel rather is that um sometimes he sounds naive yeah. when talking. Like like he even in Chelsea when I listen to some of his interviews like he's talking from a very very emotional point of view talking like someone that doesn't really know what he's saying and the good thing about this guy is that at least for Chelsea and Bayern anything he goes to he gets what exactly. he wants I remember he came to Chelsea I need a striker this splashed 100 million for Lukaku for him room. like and he came at the every day. What happened? Okay, he came to Bayern again. I need a striker. They splashed another 100 million again for him for Kane. I need Eridaya. This sp- like he always gets what he wants. Like unlike managers like maybe um who can I call? Maybe Xavi Hernandez yeah. now in Barcelona. Or maybe like a club that does not maybe club gets his own, but his own is delayed gratification. Exactly. You want to defend that this year for you might get it two, three years, <laughs> two, three years later. Yeah, bro. That he gets what he wants, but at the end of the day, he comes out with these flimsy excuses and all. But I think I must give a big, big shout out to Bayern Leverkusen here because if not because of their amazing performance this season, I don't think we would even be talking about this year. I think he would have been a fraud, but he would have still had exactly good results because he would have been on top of the league and there will be nothing to say about. So I like the fact Bayern Leverkusen have been doing very well. They've been bringing that more more competition to the um, Bundesliga. This is what we've always wanted. Yeah. We need more spotlights on the league. We need more competition and big ups to Denmark. Do, do you, do you think that? Denmark. Because, well, we are speaking from um, the standpoint that um, Bayer Leverkusen can sustain this form. And, I mean, right now, nothing suggests that they can't because they have been amazing this season. But... Yeah. Like logically, they can't they, they have to lose at least once or twice. So do you think that Bayer Cousin can give him a lifeline? Because if he wins this season, wins the league this season, again, he has won the league twice. Do you understand? So like it's like a lifeline. So do you think that Bayer Cousin can give him that lifeline? Yes, there's always that room to slip up. But like I said, when Bayern is concerned, um, winning the, the the Bundesliga is like um, winning the top four or staying like top exactly. four. Like as a Bayern manager, you have to win the Bundesliga. Like there's no, it's not even, it's not something we negotiate. The main thing is Champions League. How far 
do you go in Champions League? Do you win another trophy apart from the Bundesliga? Like, don't don't get things twisted. Twisted. Bayern, their, their board expectation is to win the Bundesliga every year. You don't even have any excuse yeah. for that. For you to even make it like a two-way race this early is even a problem for you. Losing games this early is even a problem for you. Now losing the first leg of your Champions League tie against Lazio is another problem for you. So, um, all I can say is that Thomas Tuchel's days are not bad. I, I just want to read his uh, managerial record um, as a roundup. So, he started from Mainz under 17, right? To yeah. their main team, to Dortmund, to PSG, to Chelsea, and to Bayern. And I think this, this will take us to the conversation of how to judge a manager. We had an episode like that. Um, you guys can check um, the link. It will be in the description below. Um, but I remember Ugo saying something profound and we're asking how do we judge a manager and it was like you judge a manager based on the expectation of the club and because you mentioned Xavi now and some listeners might be asking oh why yes slandering Thomas Tuchel for um, losing four games why yes slandering him for um, losing this and that how about Baka those words is yeah, Xavi must be a fraud, and I would like, yes, okay, yeah, maybe you say Xavi is a fraud, but again, to whom much is given, much is expected, all right. We just made a statement right now by saying that there is nothing to tell us, ask for that he has not been given. This is not like a squad that was more up together, this squad has been improved greatly, and when you see someone like Tuchel um, performing in this manner after giving a lot, it, it raises a lot of questions. It raises a lot of questions. Now, don't get me wrong. We're not saying, like, the point of this episode is not to say that Thomas Tuchel is, like, a bad manager. No, he's a good manager. I accept that. But he is not, he's not who people think he is. He's not who people think he yeah. is. He's not an elite-level exactly. manager. And, yeah. We need to start, like, in as much as we judge uh, managers on the team's expectation, looking at them, like, as a singular figure, alright, are they good yeah. managers? So, I can take Mourinho, for instance, now, and say, is he a good manager? A lot of people say, yes, he's an elite manager, alright? You can take someone like Carlo Ancelotti, the answer will be yes, Pep Guardiola. Taking Tuchel as a singular figure, is he a very good, is he an elite manager? Let me use that word. So do, you, do you think he's an elite yeah. manager? Because we just read his record now. He he started from the bottom. He's literally started from the bottom now. Yeah. But yeah. when he was here, which is I would say him being there is from PSG because that is literally the first big team. Until his third big team, there's something consistent in those three. He was sacked in PSG. Caveat is was not majorly because of performances per se. They were kind of political issues chelsea was sacked performance if he scores a hat trick in this sacking then he paints his story so i don't know what do you think he looking at him as a single entity is he an elite manager um see it's a very very tough one because like when you want to ask answer this question you just have to look back to the chelsea's um season where he won about i think four or five trophies or i think yeah within one year and um 
I would say he's a good manager. He's a very, very good manager. Um, but he's not an elite level manager because he has not shown um, consistency in my, like, as far as I'm concerned, I've not seen a team Thomas Tuchel has built for three years, four years, and has maintained that elite level performance. I've not seen a player that we can attribute and say, okay, this is the player Thomas Tuchel brought up. I think some people might argue Rich James and yeah, Mounds. I, 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 yeah. I think, I think yeah? Yeah, those people you called might be, might be attributed to him because he he really gave them time to shine. I don't want to say maybe he brought them up, but again, you can attribute it to him. But where are they now? So yes, one could attribute uh, Mount and James to him, but apart from that, I've not really seen a team uh, he has built for three years and I've maintained that same level of consistency. And we can see this with top elite level managers like Klopp, like Guardiola, like Ancelotti, even Murillo, even Asenwenga, um, even Zidane, just to mention a few. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think the, the question for our listeners is um, what makes a manager elite? What makes a manager elite? You can um, tweet at us at the 90plus5FC on Twitter and you can use the hashtag the 90plus5podcast. Twitter too. Would love to hear from you. What makes a manager elite? Yeah. 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 I have the question there. Thank you very much, listeners, for taking our time of your busy schedule to the last to this last plus five podcast. Nikos, thank you very much for hosting this podcast yeah. with me. <clears throat> um, same time, same place next week. Bye for now. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the sport. It's seeing you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right.